With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. 
and the Queen Mother, Naima Shikmana, we welcome you humbly, respectfully, with open arms to share with us now in this virtual space. But in time, we also invite you to come and visit us physically in this space. Please stop showing up at the door unannounced, without appointments, without wearing a mask. You should at least be wearing a mask. If you respect me, and you respect the house, and you respect yourself, if you're going to show up unannounced, please have a mask on, brethren, sisterin. We're in the season of coronavirus, COVID-19, if you haven't heard. It's, it's been around since about February, and it's not going anywhere, not anytime soon. We understand, and, and this audience, because I've said it many times, I'm going to say it again, this virus don't like black people. This virus don't like black people. So we can't be people to act like it's not real, act like it's not present, to act like it's not something that we should be concerned about. We should protect children from. Many of you right now are in that quandary. I understand the Queen Mother has children and grandchildren. And so we understand the, the quandary of your children back at Corona. We get, we get it. And our hearts go out to you. Our support goes out to you. And anyway, that House of Divine Prince in a central LLC, legal. Food and Central LLC can assist and organize a way to assist parents in this season moving forward. We would certainly like to be a part of that. The demonstration, uh, uh, that's not the word I'm looking for, uh, the sharing of information, <laughs> the sharing of resources, if you will, um, all those things will be important as we move to September. People are returning to work but also now in the position of either having to homeschool or other arrangements for their children or to send them back out into this season of COVID-19. For us, it's a big thing. Um, We're in the house. We're we're at least maybe a little bit more than six feet away. Of course, I'm speaking in a completely different direction. The air, air conditioning is going that way. You know, we're, and I have 17-foot ceilings, but we're making all possible allowances here to ensure the safety of both clients, godchildren, initiates, and, of course, staff and commanded. We have a first space, so we have a little more room to work with and sort of navigate. And, of course, we're now planning, hopefully, um, a gathering and event for later this year um, when we can physically be at least outdoors um, and have some uh, sort of ceremony to commemorate my initiates and my godchildren who are studying and graduating, but also the reunion of community, the reunion of, of the ancestors. For you say namaste, I say I now and greet the ancestors that walk with me, that carry you that right now in this moment at your back, at your shoulder, at your head. And indeed, I acknowledge my own ancestors. It is something that we do. It is something that's critical to. It is something that's foundational to 
ATR practice, traditional African religious system. And so we all in this, this, this shared sacred space acknowledge ancestors in some form or some fashion. We also give great acknowledgement to the powers of the day. Indeed, Osei and the powers of the nation and how God speaks to us. We also acknowledge Osun, not Oshun, Osun, who governs the head, which is a part of the uh, complexity of how we navigate consciousness in ACR. We acknowledge Ajay. Some of you call Ajay love. But today is the ritual day that we acknowledge Ajay. Of course, we acknowledge Oshun, and we acknowledge Lokun, and we in the ritual file of things. As I typed in chat, Olukoso and Yasa Oya are dancing about all above our head. So please forgive any buffering, any technical glitch that we might experience today, just as a response to thunder and lightning and wind that's sort of moving through the city right now. I greet each and every one of you individually, collectively, Jennifer Anderson, Grace beloved, Keona D. Carter, our moderator, our professional moderator here in the chat. We Orisha Mojuba, Orisha, thank you so much, Orisha, for showing up again and showing out always. Greetings, Justice. Greetings, greetings, beloved. Find all blessed greetings and salutations. I am symmetry. Greetings, beloved. Greetings. DP. Welcome, DP. I hear that, man. I can't remember what those initials are for. <laughs> Help me out with that. Uh, but thank you so much for coming through. D'Amico. D'Amico. Greetings, beloved. Asheo. Asheo. Yes, Ori. It's, it's central to how I operate in these traditions. I pick sometimes. I, I throw shade sometimes. You reach a romance. And how little you all really know and really understand about Arisha. And you've absorbed quick books. And I don't want to start throwing out authors because some of these authors I love. Some of these authors I support. Some of these authors support New Orleans. But if you're looking at a state of Arisha, that's not authentic to Arisha. That's authentic to Botanicus and, and uh, Yoruba, Ifa, or Fon. Or airway uh, five voodoo. We have a four-day ritual cycle. The second thing is Oshun can help you. Shago can help you. Ogu can help you. Oba can help you if three don't allow it. If your head doesn't allow it. So in the scheme of Orisha romance, I would be romantically involved with Ori. I would be so enchanted with Ori and my head and how to crack my head and bring balance to my head and bring balance to, to consciousness to empower my head. So that the pantheon of spirits and powers, that the seven African powers can then stand up and truly and authentically represent and fight for you. So, so thank you for that, uh, D'Amico, that shared understanding of the power and, and the consciousness involved in the awareness of 
three and how that works um, in our lives and in this tradition. Greetings, Chef Bougie. Greetings, beloved. We can't wait you know, on the grill so we can have a little little cookout. You know, we can be 14 feet apart, but we can still be on, on the block. We can have a block party between here and the motorcycle club, between here and Miss Gloria's garden. We can have a wonderful uh, block party and be social distance. So welcome, Chef Bougie. Welcome, beloved. One self duan. Greetings, beloved. Thank you for being a part of this live and active show. I am by you if you know. Phone lines are open at 845-277-9143. 845-277-9143. You can also join me now. Someone's at my door. <laughs> you can also join me now live stream yard. Please forgive me. I had a UPS driver who, who likes to deliver, and then he runs like his ass is on fire. He did at least talk today, and, and I'm grateful for that. But it's raining. So the last thing I want is my package sitting on the stoop in the rain. Um, so please forgive that brief inter- uh, uh, interruption. Blessed Wednesday, one self to one. Blessed Wednesday, all is a blessing. Thank you, uh, Keon DeCarl, for blocking all of our information. D.D. Harmon, greetings, beloved. I don't think I've seen you in a little bit. Greetings, greetings, welcome. We want to continue our conversation, if you will, if you want to, about entanglement and the ties that bind. We're quick to think about magic and root work and, and binding and entanglement. We're quick to think about soulmates and, and love relationships and marriage as discussed on yesterday in, in terms of entanglements. We don't think about the entanglements that affect us at the ground level, in your workplace, your peer groups, how you interact in, in groups and in certain settings have everything to do with entanglement. First, as we demonstrated on yesterday, that within your ancestors. Your ancestors are your first line of defense. Your ancestors stand first before all things, generational patterns. And, I, and I'm slowing up a little bit on saying the generational curse. We, we reinforce the generational curse, but there are very positive helpful skills and knowledge and energy that's also passed down through our lineage, through our bloodlines. And particularly those of us with abusive backgrounds, backgrounds, crazy backgrounds. We're quick to throw away the baby with bathwater. We're quick to want to forget, to want to deny, to not want to hear, to not want to connect with. And it's doing sometimes also throw away the very good gems that we need. And that I discovered and many of you doing your ancestors and divination. We did start wanting to answer questions. We then start wanting to understand certain things about ourselves and our families and our bloodlines and our blood lineages. And so we 
have to look at continuing. So in your present reality, mom, dad, sister, brother, husband, wife, spouse, co-wife, co-spouse, but think of it in a more reincarnative understanding. So five years ago, thousand years ago, in another lifetime, in another life cycle, everyone would be in a different position. Mom might have been the son. Dad, and so we come back, what is the purpose of reincarnation? To perfect, to correct, to bring balance to. So when we think about soul and soulmates, in the West we like to throw around soulmates and Valentine's Day and boxes of chocolate and, and little naked chairs with, with bow and arrow, but soulmates are about the soul work, soul level work. And soul level work is always negative, but it's not always positive either. It is certainly complex. It is certainly complicated. It is enough to cause you to be like magnetic energy, drawn back, pulled back to one another. Some would say bound, tied to one another, not just in the course of your present lifetime, but then into the next. Or the one that came before and that's why it's best to fix, repair, change, clean up as best you can right now in this present moment. Like Tina Marie and, and Deja Vu, thank God I'm not coming back here anymore. I choose not to come back here anymore. I choose not to channel through Earth-based reality again. If you are too. And so the shortcut to that is to do the work. Do the work in the present. Also, want to heal the work in my family because I don't want to deal with this again. I don't want to deal with it in the next life. I don't want the the animus that I have um, with my father to cause us to have to come back here and this again in another life cycle. So we do the work. Zamiko is talking about asking about clearing what can I share that she can study to bring love and liberation to imprisoned souls. Um that's a great question. Um it's one that I'm willing to go into now. It's a little bit complex. Um it is first and foremost as vegetable work. Everyone here is not ready to clear spirit. Everyone here is not ready to do anything. Everyone here is not ready to be trying to smudge people. I don't let anybody smudge me. I let everybody lay stage on me. Everybody lay hands on me. So we are at varying degrees of maturity in our spirit walk. We are at varying degrees in our personal walk in which we can address clearing and cleaning unclean spirits. Now, move on from that. Yes, you can burn frankincense and myrrh, you save the space, but if you don't get to the root of why a spirit is attached or smearing or hanging around, then you're only going to have to repeat that process. It's only going to be that you're going to have to continue to confront. And, and if you don't confront, can it indeed become as Jennifer Anderson is now asking about something that is 
generational, something that, you know, you can't fix or you can't pair or you deny, and then it travel going to your children, your grandchildren, your nieces, your nephews, neighbors. Uh, in thinking about attachment, we again, we don't consider our friends, the people you grew up with, the people you feel closest to, the people that we develop intimate ties and relationships with by way of our life journey. You know, we meet at work. We meet at college. We met on vacation. We met at the mall. And often, within that brief moment of judgment, just like when you open the door, and it's the strangest thing out there, you have all of a second or two to comprehend is this good for me or is this bad? Is this dangerous? Is, is this person here to bring something of benefit or is this person here to harm me? And it's something that we do instinctively with matter of moments. And so we meet people on our journey who feel like we've known them forever. We meet people on our journey who feel like family. We meet people on our journey who we connect to. That, that's how Sister Tony and I do work almost 30 years ago. You know, and we clicked the very first day. In fact, we clicked off just saying my name before she met me in person. Traverse more than just what's negative. Traverse more than just uh, uh, soulmates in the way many of you think about soulmates. If you think about soulmates in a love, sex, marriage, intimacy, emotional kind of thing, and, and I'm here to break the news to you. That's not what soulmates are about. It, it never has been. Soulmates are about doing soulmate-level work. Domico, are we talking about evil spirits that are attached to your family? Or are we talking about evil spirits that are, are, are something we pick up along the way? In the conversation of entanglements, we can absolutely look at that further. And listen, I invite you all to me now on screen. You are very good yesterday. Proud of my audience. Many of you ready to go. You had your webcams and, and you popped in, and and we're going to do the same thing today. I invite you to invite you to share your questions, your comments, your requests. I appreciate the chat, but on screen is so much more interesting and so much more personal in this in this day of, of social separation. Jennifer Anderson, how do I begin with my ancestors to break or heal generational curses? Things that have shown themselves to be a cycle in my family. Okay, there's two ways I can answer that. And I'm going to say the most obvious first. I provide ancestor and divination. Not just for people who are initiating. Though for those who are initiating, ancestor work and divination is a requirement in my house. But I also have people who are not ready for voodoo, who are not ready to commit to ATR, who are not ready for initiatory processes, but want connection to their ancestors, want to do healing work for their ancestors. And we still provide ancestor divination and ancestor work. And in the best case scenario, ancestor divination and ancestor work should be done together. And I'm going to explain why. Ancestral divination, we're going to throw divination. We're going to communicate with Egun. We're going to communicate with Egun Goon. 
You're going to communicate with your ancestors, your, your higher ancestors, your more evolved ancestors, but also your what I call relatives. Recently dead, recently, you know, the last year, the last five years, the last, you know, etc. And then we first learn how to placate them, acknowledge them, invite them to our space, feed them, make them make them happy. But we also learn how to not provoke what Haitian voodoo calls gade, what Louisiana voodoo calls gade. Gade is a bit of a trickster. And gade represents the unhealed stuff in your family. We don't invite Gede to the ceremony. Gede shows up uninvited. Gede comes in and possess somebody and take over and, and, and place themselves into the ceremony. And then we feed, acknowledge, send them on their way with the idea of healing, moving on into the next space, which is where Jico, no, 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 which is where uh, Jennifer, uh, was sort of asking in terms of how do we work with ancestors and generational curses. And you first have to heal them through yourself, Jennifer. First through yourself. And some of us can't communicate with family. Some of us can't get it through the family. Some of us can't get on the same page, you know, for, for whatever reason. And so we have to do first ourselves through your own blood, in your own space, and I can't speak to the power and the effectiveness of doing ancestor work. Um, I, I just can't. Um, just the thought of it is overwhelming when I think of myself, when I think of, the, when I think of other stories of, of people who've been involved with us in the house and the, the responses that we've gotten from the spirit realm as it relates to ancestors. So be willing to do the work first for yourself. First for yourself, first in yourself. I might be first, Jennifer, by yourself. And, and then as that grows, as that develops, as you gain a better understanding of who you are, where you come from in our house, we also look at lineage. Lineage is, is, is critical here as it is in Lukumi. Lineage is, is essential to understanding who your ancestors are exactly. Many of you are caught up in your reach romance and you're not Yoruba, not by long shot. You might be Akan, you might be Igbo, you might be Gaon, but we acknowledge Akan because, uh, I'm sorry, we acknowledge Orisha because that's what we know. And it's most present often in a being search or Google search. But Jennifer, you could always do this work and do your ancestry work and marry those things together, which is what we do in our house when I talk about ancestral work and donation, and then begin to first yourself, and then you can extend outward. Uh, as D'Amico, in her lovely way, introduced early on in the conversation, without Ori, you can't do anything. And so how you separate ancestors from Ori it boggles my mind. If, if the ancestors stand up in your blood and Ori stands up in your head, those two things have to be united. Those two things have to work together. And what fulfills that triangle is 
men operate in the realm of Orisha. And Orisha comes through the spirit of divination. So without divination, we can't even start to even discuss Orisha. As, as D'Amico and I know, we don't communicate with Orisha in the same way that we do um, with uh, Ori. So do the work, Jennifer Anderson. The creation of sacred faith. First, it's the invitation. It's the invite for intervention. It's the invite for assistance from those who came forth. And then they will help you to have a better understanding. I said to the show yesterday that, you know, if there's a someone living, like a parent, um, I go to the ancestors. If you can't get it through to them, you can't discuss with them. If they aren't cooperating, I handle it with the ancestors. And in today's technology, it's amazing what can be brought to you, what can be shown to you, what you can discover now, um, with just a little bit of work and understanding words, how to use words. We have an ongoing uh, sort of challenge here in, in the chat for people to do study the words that we use in these traditions. Um, to, to see how much information is really available to them. And, and through that, is Carmen here? And through that, is Carmen in the chat? Okay. I put this on her page. Oh, okay, because her name now is in the chat. She might be on there. No, it's, it's you. It's you. Oh, it's me. I was in Yeah, it's you. I, I didn't realize that that happened, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's you, but it's, it's showing up here in the chat. So, yeah, be careful what you what you type. <laughs> yes, indeed. But um, that that is how Jennifer Anderson, um, how and heal generational curses. And of course, I, I'm not going to give away my process entirely here live on camera. Though there are many people in the room who are part of that process right now who are actively going through my ancestor work and divination. But, you know, it goes all the way back to ancient Egypt. It, it goes all the way back to old world indigenous magic. Understanding in the old world, they didn't have religion. They didn't say religion. They didn't have word for religion. But Egypt, particularly, they say So this concept goes way back. That it's loose in heaven. And that which is loose in heaven is loose on earth. Also, a biblical scripture that many of you are very well, you know, able to recognize. So there is a, a universal law about what we do physically, how we pray, how we ritualize, how we acknowledge spirit, how we create our that we expect to translate into active manifestation in our lives and here on the ground. Akiona. I don't know if you want me to open you up on screen or if you want me to open you up on Block Talk Radio. I'm just glad you're here and you're in both places. Greetings. Greetings, beloved. Welcome. Come on in. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I am in today's show because I keep hearing that we picked our lives. We picked our lives. And it's like, I really have troubles with that. I really do. Because I did not pick. I don't feel like I picked being alone. 
being ostracized, being judged. I could walk in a room, people judge me, not being accepted. Like, why would I choose that? Why not be rich and, you know, help humanity? And, and then when it's time to fire, get up out of here and move on to the next. Like, I didn't choose. I really want to talk about this. So I'm going to shut up and let you take back over your program because I want to hear more. Well, I need your active participation in that. And and again, as I said, see, for you and I, since you want to just live on air, for you and I, the challenge is, beloved, are you hearing me? Just hear me. Are you hearing me? Because, again, we're doing it live on air, and your questions be deep. Your questions be poignant. And so I can't hold it back. I can't put no covers on it. And so I have to repeat first, it's everything in your conversation. It's everything in your words. You are convinced. Really or really so, you are convinced of this negative experience that you keep projecting with your mouth. And you reinforce it with what you say. You reinforce it with how you describe it. And then when I get empathic and all fuzzy and stuff, and I look into walking into a room and being judged, that first has to happen at the level of belief. Unless you're an astute telepath, an astute empath, a master psychic of all world renown, that phraseology suggests you are picking and choosing what's floating in the air before you have real demonstration, before you have real confirmation, before I get up out of my chair and say, oh, who are you? I haven't heard that from you. I'm hearing what you might perceive from the inside as being judged. Let's say you are being judged. Boo, I'm judged. I'm judged every day. I'm just the minute I walk out my house. I'm just the minute you find me online and see my picture. I'm judged here on video. I'm judged. I'm judged for not being born in New Orleans. I'm judged. So we're all judged for something. I'm judged for being black. I'm judged for being gay. I'm judged for being too African. I'm judged for being too new. So you've got to choose first how you see yourself. I'm hearing self-judgment. How are you judging yourself? Because if you see yourself as the queen, as the goddess, your telepathy, what you're hearing has to change. And and listen, I'm there with you. That's my battle. Me and I talked about that today. I have to reaffirm that every day who I am. Every day. I got a guy not too long ago. I um too young. He didn't like my response. And called me proud bitch. Like I wanted to see his face. Like you don't know me. Smack his face for what? He he gave you he gave you a compliment. Smack his face for what? He gave you a compliment. Because I didn't like it. Exactly. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sit in that. Cause you didn't like it. Has everything to do with what I'm talking about. It's your if conversation. It's what you're hearing. See, 
me and the queen heard a compliment. What better compliment than to tell a black woman she's proud in a world that don't allow black women to be proud? It's a compliment. But if you don't see it as an asset, then it's not a compliment. If you don't embrace it as a gift, then you interpret it as an insult. I, I think about my mother who likes to pop in and out of the show every now and then. My mom was born in 1942. To call somebody black in 1942 would have been a fight. That would have been worse. You see, I can't stand from that. We black and we proud. No, 1942, if you call my mother as black as she is, as pretty dark as she is, if you call her black, it would have been a fight. The fight would have been on. That would have been worse than being called the C word, the B word, the N word, to be called black in 1950. So that changed in 1960 and 1970. James Brown came along and said, I'm black and I'm proud. And we embraced it. Today, if I call you black, hey, black sister, hey, black queen, black brother, ain't no insult. But you heard proud, and you took that as a negative? I think the insult was he said proud. I think the end of the whole was that he said proud bitch. Okay, I, I get that. I talk about that a lot in my reading. The, I, I say diva. I say diva. But the ignorant person or the Western mindset might, might say bitch. But is, is that an insult? Depending on your mindset. Depending on you are in your journey, beloved. That, that's what I'm trying to say. Also, I'm hearing, not just today, but just, you know, in our ongoing conversation, I would much rather we work this out in private, but if you want to do it in public, okay. Um, I'm hearing how you apply what you hear. And, and, I, and before I get too far along for you and the listeners, I want to be clear. Ain't no judgment here, Keona. This has been my experience. I've been there. Queen Mother knows if you caught me 30 years ago, that would have been me. I don't have no friends. I don't go anywhere. Nobody likes me. I'm judged everywhere we go. That was my conversation 30 years ago. That was my reality. And that was the only I had in that moment of my reality. Once I gained what we call consciousness, once my ori, thank you, D'Amico, had, had been adjusted, had been looked at, my, my whole world changed. My whole way of viewing the world changed. My whole way of identifying with the world changed. Now, Keone, it didn't, it didn't change the fact that people still judge. It don't change the fact that people still going to look. People going to look, going to judge, going to have something to say. No matter how thin you are, no matter how big you are, no matter how perfect you are, no matter how cute you are in the face, no matter how how on point your fashions are, people are always going to find a reason to judge. And I had a therapist tell me back in 1987, you got a fear of success. I said, what? She said, you have a fear of success because we associate change. We associate wealth. 
We we associate fame and celebrity often with a negative repercussion, with with people who are fraudulent, with people who have secret lives, with people who do dirty things. And I, I'm going to bring it together. I, I'm going to tell you why I'm saying this to you right now, Kim. So that fear of success blocks me from seeing the very good, the very blessings, the very skills that I already had in 1986. I was writing plays in 1986. I was wearing fashion in 1986, but I was a homeless kid on the street. And so part of my brain knew I was divine. Part of my brain knew I was the prince. Part of my brain knew I was operating on voodoo. If you met me in 1986, that, that was my first conversation. Voodoo, what do you know about voodoo? And that has not changed. It has just evolved. Hold on with me, Kim. Just listen to me. The fear of success. So as I grew, it's meaning as I accepted me, and I realized that, oh, wait a minute, I crochet, drip crown, and dreadlock hats. People actually buy that. You know, I learned it. Oh, I can dip incense and make my own body oils, and people will actually buy that. And I can put my own flavor, my own character, my own and, and that built up my sense of self-esteem. Vending also put me in a position to be in the face of people every day. Big, small, black, white, whatever. A very different in religion and belief and understanding. And I learned to accept that my black African value was just as valuable as your pretty brown and, and your pretty black and your pretty tan. So as I moved on to the next level, you then develop a new set of people who judge you for your advancement. You're now doing better than me. You're now not stuck where I'm stuck. Yeah, we, the haters. You, you now don't share the same complaints and things that I have. And, and that's why we're talking about entanglement. Because, because once that's on you, once that's a party to who you are, Kiona, I know it's hard to hear. You, you draw that to you. You invite that to you. And, and when people who are not that stuck, we don't recognize them. We don't even see them. You know, they got to bang on the windows and the doors. We don't even see them. But, but, but for what's not right for us, many of us, many of us, look at your love and relationship house. Some of us have a skill of picking whatever. And when you're honest about it, I'm honest about it. I am not a good person. I'm not a good judge of character. I'm not a good judge of character when it comes. The difference is I'm aware of it. When I say, oh, that looks interesting, I pull back. But I say, oh, no, I pull back. And I I learn to look for other signs. So I teach you how to look for other signs. Now, listen, if, if there's confirmation, if somebody call you out of your name, say something, that's a different, that's different. And then we pounce on that. We attack that. But I'm talking about the perceived judgment that goes on in your head, that triggers yeah. off in your body. That, that's what I want to attack. So that you get up every day feeling like the goddess, feeling like the queen, walking into the world. 30 years ago, I couldn't do this. 
I couldn't have y'all looking at me and me looking at you and trying to be who I am and, and, and feel settled in it. I had to grow into this. I had to grow into Sister Wife has known me longer than anybody in this city. So she's seen me grow. And she ain't one about the time. She might have a mask on, but she ain't one about the time. So if I was telling a lie, she would have been interrupted. So, okay, today we still go back and forth, Kiona, about me having that momentary relapse. And her happened to slap me in the face and remind me of who I am right now. Right now. And and and, and I like to call it a distraction. Distraction of who you are becoming in the future. And, and if you to me, you gotta pick your friends just like listen, you gotta stop picking peers that match where you are. Because you you're not gonna get anywhere, they're not gonna let you move. Then they move. They didn't even understand the move you make, Kiana. A lot of people don't understand self-employment. People think you are sitting at home twiddling our thumbs and playing Candy Crush all day. Uh, they don't understand the amount of hours and time it takes to work. The amount of office work you're doing on the computer. The amount of, 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 of business detail that it takes to successfully work home. Once you're successful at working at home, then you have another shift in your peer group of people who don't see that or who feel some kind of way about that. And you should have some time, some time to be able to communicate and you should be able to, when I'm ready to talk. And sometimes, you know, business is, is not four hours a week for me. Business is 75 hours a week. No. You know, and, and the same thing for Keona. I kind of been to her business. I know what Keona do. <laughs> Keona's a dispatcher. <laughs> and I would take Danica, beloved. Oh, my goodness. You're killing me those colors. What's with that red and that black? I just like those colors. Yes. That's beautiful. All is a blessing. All I'm blessed. Right. I cannot claim. I'm gonna come back, Kiona. Welcome. What you got to say? Thank to you me? so much. Um, I just, I just wanted to listen in. Um, oh. I, I do wanna. I guess I want to get more involved in voodoo. Um, but I need to understand. Like, I, I want, I want to understand what's the first step I need to take in order to proceed.
it'll if you wear cram in your audio, it'll it'll bring you in. Okay. Now I want to answer um, Denise James, and I also want to answer Denise Preston at the same time. Denise Preston is asking, do you why do you need to be initiated? And that's in the same vein that Denise asked me to really go into detail about. So she said, Denise is asking, Initiation. And I'm going to explain that. In the scenario, I would have been born in Cameroon, Congo, Nigeria, in some village in Oshoko, in some village in Oya, and you would be born into your lineage. Born into your lineage. Another way of saying that is you're born into a whole family, you know who your mom is, you know who your pop is, you know who your grandparents are. Them. And scenarios, great scenario. Born in America, Africans in the diaspora. The Africans not born into these systems. Initiation is a requirement for us first to realign our lineage. Now, Danica is asking about E5 initiation, which is a part of um, what I try to cover, Danica, when I talk about the research. Um, the research it's a reference to us in America, one connection, often with no initiation, often with no initiation. So the initiation not only realigns lineage, lineage, and Danica, IFA is a specific Yoruba. Yoruba. Okay. Look at just Nigeria. There are over 200 ethnic groups in Nigeria. 200 languages spoken in Nigeria. English is the language of Nigeria, by the way. So why is it that okay. we as African Americans have only latched on to Orisha, have only latched on to Europe? It would suggest that every enslaved African in the diaspora was and that's not true. And that's why in my house, during the ancestor work and divination, lineage is everything. How much Yoruba are you? How much Igbo are you? How much Akan are you? How much Fan are you? And, and that's when we start getting into Fa, Iba, Ukumi, Sensoria, various different paths. In general context, we do. In general if you ask a Indian, but it is particularly a Christian Indian, they're going to say it's all Jewish. We know nothing about that. We go to church. So it's only that argue about lineage, especially us in America and the Hispanic community. You have to get on social media and argue about that. What's right? What's wrong? What lineage is what? But I'm going to break it down. Ukumi, Fa, and Fawn, it'd be Fa with no I. We say it in Yoruba, it's E Fa. So often I say Fa, E Fa. Okay. Fa, E Fa. It's how, how I usually pronounce it. So once you do your lineage and your background and you're sure about family, 
what ethnic group you might be interested in, then our change shifts. So we move away from your word, Alaska, Alaska, Aboye, Abshishe. We move into five words. Know the ethnic group specifically. It's hard to go. It's very easy to do. Yoruba will pop up everywhere. Orisha will pop up everywhere. But most of that information is popular people Americans, South Americans, Central Americans, Latin Americans, etc. Very rarely is it from somebody in Osoko, somebody in Oyo, because now you're introduced to other languages that aren't as pizza Google. But that's a new innovation. So we know more about Europe than we know any other ethnic group. So when people say, well, I'm trying to figure out what my path is, what my, you know, what lineage, go into lineage, and who we decide. Um, Santeria is also sort of a branch okay. of Lukumi. I mean, you find that in YouTube, but you also find it a great deal in Puerto Rico um, and many of those communities. Of course, lineage now is Kandable. They might do it completely different. And it's still organic. It's authentic. We have our own path in the near the end of the second. Slaves were coming to Napoleon from the beginning of the 1700s. These 80 or 90 years, you had Africans come straight from Benin, straight from Togo to Louisiana. So we have a distinct way of voodoo here. So, so whether you're born in Cuba, Panama, Venezuela, Venezuela, Maria Leola, Another, uh, I don't want to say appropriation, another synchronizing, synchronization, another, um, it's a word, another um, expansion of Yoruba or practice in the West. The Yoruba were a predominant people in Cuba. Yoruba became the predominant religious tradition that they acknowledged. But even during the West, we acknowledge by that New Orleans when they come here that that we have a con priest we have bond priests we have priests here we have people who come to Brazil here we have San Gomez here and and new that goes back to the eighteen nineteen hundreds I'm trying to grow us to a place beyond well really a misnomer, and you're really looking your choices by, by thinking about in that way. Um, for the person who okay. has, I, go I ahead. have a question. Please, come on. There was something that could possibly join or uh, maybe this way that can kind of help transition into um, or teach me or something like, I need a teacher. Your question your question is along mm-hmm. the lines of Denise Preston. And, and in that do I'm saying, I'm talking about when I want to get I want to get involved. Okay. 
lot of groups are not going to share information. A lot of groups are not going to open up right, exactly. to people who are
palm nut binary system that we use to communicate with spirit in these traditions is exactly what's powering your computer. Some of you magicians, science, computer technology, so that's what I'm talking about. It's a complex system in the world. So there's something to initiation. Welcome, beloved. Come on in. Unmute yourself. Come on in and share with me. Let's, let's talk about your question. Are you there, Denise? We can't hear you. Okay. Well, we keep it. We'll keep it going. Um, Danica, help me out. Now, what else can I address in terms of initiation? What you should expect, or what the process be? Can you hear me now? Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Yeah, we can hear you now. Okay, I can hear you now too. Everybody, drop. Still with me? One more. There we go. Denise. Can you hear me? Yes, beloved. Thank you. Thank you. Come on in. Come on in. Thanks for all that information. Um, it seems like there's so many people out there that are priestess and and I I believe this is the path for me. My my mother was earned was definitely things that she did. My grandmother as well. Um, and I look back things that they did, but they never got um, And then I see and do my research and, and what I see exactly who or what they are. Um, but then trying to find how or to work with someone, um, I've ran into people who provided much more and then they've lost like my, like they've lost things to help me. So I'm and again, the process is further complicated for us, Africans born in America, because of white supremacy, slavery, I'm leaving. 
leaving the church. I'm leaving all of this foolishness behind. What do I do? So some drop into the space of, you know, religion. I'm just doing it. I'm just doing fear. And, uh, and I'm picking and, and choosing a little bit here, there, and everywhere. But there's no no fulfillment of self there. There's still components of ourselves that we're choosing to look or not. Stress enough the importance of initiation. I, I get how it's being abused. I get how it's being misused. Particularly if you know what to think. You don't know what to expect. And heaven forbid you're going to pay. You can speak the language. Learn a new system, a new culture. Oh, and you know that they have a whole economy around Lukumi. It's, it's built into the system, and, and it's an advantage. So, yeah, they're Wait, it seems like it's uh... so. So, where do you go? I mean, I um, I, I really thought this friend was going to help me with my faith. In, in my opinion, I, I really wanted to adhere to religion. I've always been the the, the one who why. Uh, so it, it's never been my journey. with this. 
not a replacement, but something more intimate. I love this image that has six people on screen at one time, and it feels we need a people. It almost feels like we in the building. And this is what we need. Also, so much time in. Also, too, you don't have to be in the same city for show. This is I why. Don't you don't know, so that. what I'm saying. No, no, I'm, I'm explaining um, not to, not to, it's it combative, but just to come, because you, because kind of give you reassurance that you keep asking like what do I do? I'm telling you you're in the face of it's your where you can be. So you don't have to keep asking that question you know, like what well, do you're in a front of an audience practitioner. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I am with you but this is on Instagram right now Thank you. 
know, what does she study? You know, how does she know? How does she choose one? And it's also my experience that when you look at the different ones, the right one chooses you. You don't choose talking about she didn't choose to be the person that walked into the room to be judged. I mean, my thoughts on that is that I get in the room, but you know, you're going to judge that, move on from that. That's why I keep the first reaction to Great, great, great grandmother and apparently 
my great, 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 great grandmother was sisters in Africa, and one was stolen by slave catchers. So that had to be my great, great grandmother. And that's my bloodline here. So I have actually traced my family back. It tells you the DNA test what all amounts of African origin region in the United States. His great 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 grandmother stayed in Africa, was stolen and brought to the United States. And now they are I miss some I miss powerful people in DNA. Can you speak to Tony tonight? I've met first cousin doing DNA. I can't hear the problem. I can hear you. Ancestry.com was the popular affordable. Uh, um it was happening in two thousand um and then and, and when uh, twenty three me came along, I then also did twenty three me. I felt like I needed a backup. Uh, I had heard a lot of experience the drama about DNA. So I thought if I had more, I would have something to compare it to. That turned out a really good move. I don't get the same information on Ancestry as you do 23 and me. And um, I want to say something on that. My sister, who was looking for me since she was 15, she did Ancestry. I did 23 and me. We would have never found each other if it wasn't for her to try one more time. And she said, I'm going to try one more time and 23 and me. And found, that's where we met up. But if she would, I would not have found my family before. After living almost all her life as an only child, yes, thinking she was the only child, yeah, to do that ancestor work and divination, to do that ancestor work and divination, and I brought him saying, I'm the only child, I'm the only child, I don't spend no money on no DNA test. And he kept saying, no, that's not what I'm feeling, you're not. And I fought him. And because someone actually purchased the test for me, is how I came to see it. And he was like, you would have found them a long time ago. I would have actually found them before my mother died if I would have listened to the desire for if I would have just went and said, okay, divine first, I'm doing it, I would have been able to actually meet my mother who died of cancer. I can't overstate the power of DNA. can't overstate the power of ancestry. Um, and, and not for just Spotify and voodoo and, and our personal use of this. It transforms um, My mother was interested. In the beginning, in the DNA, my mother uh, didn't really have any kind of real relationship with her father. 
Um, so her interest in DNA was very limited until I got the results. And now today, my mom is proud Nigerian queen. <laughs> you know, black consciousness to me in the 1960s before, you know, it was a popular thing to do. My mother was a top school teacher, Afro, big Afro-wearing school teacher. My mom introduced black history and black studies um, into the school system at a time when it was not popular, when it, at a time when it was valued. Um, I'm grateful for that upbringing in terms of to find my path find my journey. Even while I was in the sanctified churches, uh, I still felt the call for fear. I knew what I was saying was voodoo. I just didn't have to. It's real voodoo. It's really to, to what done. Um, I don't think we can lose it in our blood. That's why I've never embraced the idea that we lost our God. You know, everybody do they don't know their language. They don't know their God. They take what they're given, even the things odd. And on the surface, relatively speaking, yeah, for the sake of our lives, we have to embrace church. We force it on. We have to embrace it. Right. That's right. But just beneath the surface, there. You turn that volume down. Yeah. And sanctified service, you can have food faith healing, casting out of, right. of demons, gin and seeing voodoo in work. We have been adulterated by, by language and by, and by meaning. And let me tell you something. My mom was in church regularly. Saying hymns and everything was the usher in the church. When she got home, she put that red big on our stuff. So on, you do some things in your house. People call it superstition. No, it's voodoo. It's voodoo. They are talking about yes. it and times change, and people got a real negative attitude toward the voodoo. I know that's how it was in New Orleans. And one time, Marie Laveau name, she was a story. You were bad. Then 20 left, they singing her name on the mountain So everybody's hearing about her now. When I was growing up, the other people, not my mama, the other people were like, ooh, the queen, don't get you, you keep being bad. Marie Laveau. It was something to be feared. The boogie Water. Yes. Yes. Deja, come on in. I never understood it my mom's way. Hey. Um, my grandma was still alive. Deja, I'm sorry, boo. Good to meet Denise. And then I'm going to Deja and
the red, um, the red, I call the red dirt that was on my doorstep. Um, she always burned bay leaves uh, certain times of the day or the, throughout the year. There was always this things that my mother did, and she just said it was, um, it was for good luck. She would say, don't worry about it. Um, but there was little things that my mother always did. And now, after researching the body books, the meeting, I have no idea what she's doing. Your mama burnt her hair. If your mama combed her hair, the hair out of the comb, did she burn it? Yes. Come in, Deja. Greetings, beloved. Come in, Welcome, welcome. Y'all have a contributed today. Thank you for being present. Um, I'm here. Okay, who's speaking? Who's that? Lady Phoenix? Deja? Who's speaking? Come on in. Yes. Yeah. I think we're both speaking at the same time. Okay, Deja, you go first. Come on in. I found And, and, and we know that these groups, the, 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 
moved around. So the Akan are, are part of the bloodline. The Fonte, the Fonte, the Akan are part of a larger out of Ghana that most of us associate. And that's uh, who's the biggest ethnic group? That well, listen, I'm doing a blank. I have a brain freeze. Let me Google it real quick. From Ghana. The, um, yes, thank you. The Ashanti. Thank you. The Ashanti. So the Fonti and the Akan are part of the Ashanti. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.